hopefully at some point in time uh, you read a sermon title and just giggle a little bit because that's really all I, I'm looking for. Something that you read and you kind of say, where's he going today? Um, this week's text that we just read through, the gospel text from Luke, it, it's the second part to last week. So if you heard the reading last week, if you're within a church that follows that lectionary and goes through those uh, set gospel readings and set readings, you heard Jesus talk to uh, a young man that had come to him and said, hey, uh, Jesus, I see that you have authority. Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And the whole conversation revolved around what does life consist of? And so he used a parable, imagination, a story, reason, thinking, right? To say, here, hear this story, and after you hear this story, I want you to come to a conclusion on what you think I'm trying to teach. And so he told a parable of the rich man, right, whose grain was just amazingly abundant. It filled his barns, and then he sat back and kind of had a choice to make. His barns were full. He had what he needed. He could either praise God, say thanks, and take whatever was left and give it to those in need, or he could decide to tear down his barns and build bigger barns and hold on to it and say, you know what, soul, relax, we got it covered. Eat, drink, be merry. You don't have to worry about anything. Retirement is set and good, right? And then in Jesus' story, God called that man home and said, hey, tonight your life's required of you, so what good are your goods? Who's going to get them now, right? And the teaching of that was that life doesn't consist of those possessions, but life consists on being rich towards God, the things that God gives, the life that God gives, the forgiveness, the mercy, and grace that God gives freely through Christ. That's where Jesus was going. But in that text last week, as we ended it, all we got was, so it will be for those who are not rich towards God. End. Right? Those are those texts where we end it and say, this is the gospel of the Lord. And you say, really? That's it? Well, see, the fullness of that text comes in our reading today. The fullness of that text is Jesus was talking to the young man that had asked him to divide the inheritance, and then he was talking to the crowds to use their reason to say, hey, what does life consist of? Let me tell you a story. He then turns to his disciples, those that are following him, those that have been listening to him, and he focuses his conversation in on them, and he doesn't ask them to use their reason or their intelligence or their imagination anymore, and he points to little birds. He points to something they can see. He points to a part of God's creation. He says, look, you don't have to imagine anymore. Here, I want you to look at something. Look at the birds. Hey, Look at how they neither toil nor spin. Those are fun words, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense. How they neither work nor make stuff. How they walk around. And yet they get to eat. They survive. They don't die. Well, unnaturally anyway. They, they don't have to work for their food. They don't have to worry about any of that. They get to just live off of what God provides for them because he takes care of his creation. Look at those birds. They don't have to put stuff in storehouses. See, it makes sense now because that ties back to his parable about storehouses. They don't have to put stuff in storehouses. They don't have to hold on to anything. Every single day what they need, God provides in the middle of where they're at. And he says, okay, another example from real life. Look at the flowers. 
beautiful, right? Look at how colorful they are, how bright they are, how they live, whether they're green or blue or yellow or red or whatever it is. Look at those beautiful flowers. And then he starts playing upon their knowledge of Scripture. I tell you, even Solomon, King Solomon, the one that built the temple, the one that designed everything, the one that built the gardens. Remember those gardens at the palace? Yeah, all those beautiful things that Solomon had built up. Not even Solomon. And everything that he had was as glorious as those little flowers. And you, you're more valuable than any of that. He says, look, you've already reasoned that uh, life doesn't consist of the things that you possess. And now look at these birds and you say, man, they're taking care of maybe a little bit better than I am. And the flowers, well, they certainly have better clothes than I do. And Jesus says, you're worth so much more than either of those two things before God. See, because... Remember, he's calling them to be rich towards God. So what does it mean to be rich towards God? It means to realize, one, where the source of everything is from, from God. Life doesn't consist in those possessions. And to trust, knowing that nothing comes between us and God. And then the times that we are worried and that we're anxious and we have anxiety over things and the nerves overtake us and we can't figure out where our daily bread is going to come from, we sit back on these verses and say, oh, that's right. God, you actually love me more than the birds. You're going to make sure I at least get daily bread. Now, it may not be like perfect sourdough or five-grain bread, but you're going to get what you need for that day. You're going to get what you need for that moment. God's going to provide the things that his creation needs. Now, the hard part, each day as we walk around, sometimes we don't see that, Right? Sometimes we don't see how our needs are being taken care of, and maybe it's a couple of things. Maybe, maybe we just think our needs, to be, our needs need to be taken care of in a different way. Or maybe we're even missing a little bit what our true needs are. It's because where we live, not Escondido, but where we live in creation as part of creation, that creation is not perfect right now. That creation is corrupted, has been since Adam and Eve, has been since after the flood. That sin that corrupts things, as beautiful as things look right now, they are still breaking down. And as much value as we have before God, we still break down. Whether it's our sins that we actively do that separate us from God or whether it's the things that we don't even realize we're doing that separate us from God or whether we're actually doing something good and that good still needs to be redeemed by what God has. See, things break down. But that's where God takes care of things. It's because in where the ravens and the little birds and stuff may get food and the flowers are dressed, you get life. And it may not be life you see immediately, or this life may hurt, or we've talked about sicknesses and things that happen, and in the midst of those sicknesses, you still have the promise of life. And you have that promise of life because of Christ. You have that promise of life because Christ has earned it for you. A redemption from corrupted things. A, a making new of all things. And we want it so badly now but only see glimpses. And then a moment comes 
where maybe the days here end, but the days with Christ begin. Or we wait for Christ's promise to come back that second time. And when that second coming comes, when Christ comes again or we go to be with him, that is life restored. That is life full. Those are the promises that were just poured over Emma and Zachary. The faith placed into their hearts to hold on to that promise of God that life will remain, that life continues, that a corruption of, of creation because of sin does not rule and reign the day, but being rich towards God means Christ dying and living and handing you that gift, that inheritance. Remember, the conversation started with the guy saying, hey, Jesus, tell this guy to the di divide the family inheritance with me. And Jesus said, look, there's a different inheritance. There's a different set of riches. It's not going to fit in a pocketbook. It's not going to fit in a wallet. It's not going to fit in storehouses. But this grace and mercy that God has, that's the riches that I'm going to give. Those are the things that are going to be yours. Those are the promises that will be fulfilled in the last day. In that last day where we get to walk with Christ once again. In a creation that doesn't have to worry about what comes each day, where there is no anxiety, there is no worry about any of that, but you actually get to stand in the presence of God, sit at a table and eat and walk with all of our loved ones who have gone before us in the beauty and the presence of Christ. That's a beautiful promise. And we look forward to that day. The flowers that we see that are beautiful now won't get cut and thrown into an oven, but will live. And they'll smell like something you've never smelled before. And the birds will be around. Singing, not cackling. <laughs> It'll be melodious. And we get to walk around. Knowing our loved ones, or actually maybe even knowing them different, because we'll see them in a different way than we've ever been able to now. And to walk with all those who have been baptized into that name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who have those promises of Christ poured into their hearts by his hand. And so we live together now, sharing those little glimpses, caring for those that God brings into our lives to be able to give them little bits of that peace that Christ has earned and won for, for us. And we look forward to the day where that's all there is. And that's all that we get to live in with the little birds and the flowers and Christ himself. Amen. We pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would guide our hearts to live and trust in the promises that you have earned and won for us through your son, Jesus. Strengthen us by your spirit to share those promises, to live in that grace and offer that grace to those around us, knowing that it all comes from you. Each day when we're anxious, you bring peace. And each day when there's hunger, that you bring bread. Be with us in this day as we walk together as your family in your grace and mercy and love. In Jesus' name, amen.